Dear Lord God, we are thankful for what you've done in each of us. Like our new brothers and sisters that Roy has ministered to, Lord, we'd ask that we would recall, recount to ourselves the state we are in. We'd ask that we would be built up in your son. Help us understand that this morning. Your son, in your son's name we pray. Amen. Okay, we're dealing with a, uh, well, I hang out with a bad crew, okay? A variety of bad people, anywhere from the drones, which are old and bad. I mean, almost have to be put out to pasture. The men who are Monday, there's a lot of verve, youngness, walking the edge of the abyss. Then there's the Puerto Rican pool boys. And I just want you to know, I have spare days left over. If you want to become something, it has to become naturally. It has to be an available time slot. And then, yes, I might even name you. One of the things that came up kind of yesterday at Drones, uh, Mark uh, Connect, was struggling with elements of this. And maybe you've struggled with it yourself. Uh, I think juvenile, this is where, um, this is what pastors do, is they refer to somebody you've kind of heard about, but you've never read. And it makes the pastor seem like studied, rather than just having run across it, Reader's Digest, and repeating it. But juvenile says, along with many other people, know thyself. Right? Have you ever heard that? Know thyself? It's kind of like seize the day. Um, good. Know who you are. And you, you hit 14, and you began to be aware that you are. Who is another question, but that. You were not just a child playing. You know, so the, the little war girls, they're, they're, little, they're kids playing. Ian and Ron are just kids playing. They have no idea they exist. And right about 13, God help us all, they will know they exist. But they won't, still won't know who they are, that they are. First crosses their mind. And as we go into our lives, who we are starts to come up. And guess what? Some of you are disappointed in what you are, who and what you are. And you see this in the world. We, we are struggling right now with the effect culturally, legally, persecutorially of people who don't know who they are, trying to choose to be something else, think they can accomplish it with drugs or surgery or whatever else they're going to accomplish it with, and then insist that you say that they accomplished it. And they didn't. Because they found out who they were, they didn't like who they were. They decided who they wanted to become to fix who they were. And then they thought they had the power to do so. How, how are you going to do something like that? Now, we're all in the same boat. Let, let's, let's accept the crisis that they face because we have to face it too. You might 
woman trapped in a man's body, but you've you got some other issues, some other sins, some other in, inclinations that you wish you weren't this way. Some people are less, you know, tragedy-filled. Uh, yeah, someone who... We might... Uh, It, it, it is amazing how common the choices then that are made. Why do they always buy a fedora and not shave their neck? Okay? It, is it a rule? Do you go someplace? They tell you, buy a fedora and don't shave your neck. Because they one, they can't grow an actual beard, so they grow a neck beard because they could say, I have a beard. And you just look like, I don't want to know you. And the fedora is to make a gentleman of them. That's less troublesome than some, you know, six foot two waitress that is not passing. Called, you know, Sylvia. It's tragic. But we all have to face it. Because in our identity, you know, if, and I, I want you to know perfectly right on the outset. I am not a believer in total depravity, but I think people are pretty rotten, okay? And uh, um, I, I, I don't like, and because I think people are pretty rotten, I have a very jaded view of both history, the coming end of the world. It's not going to get better. Um, the power of the gospel is there to save, and God will just have to end the world, okay? That's generally my position, but... Um, when, when we know the nature of man, the nature of people, the nature of self-discovery, I don't... You ever take a Myers-Briggs test? I never did. Because <laughs> I'm too phlegmatic to do so. And I don't know what that adds up to in the letters, but you ever notice how the letters are all complementary? You say, well, how is the world such an awful place? When everybody who takes a Myers-Briggs test get a list of descriptors that just says, you're just a saint. Just a very interesting person, maybe into yourself a little. Because once we start to discover the crisis of our be being ourselves, that things aren't working out because of who I am, my identity is the curse, people start looking around to change, especially at 14, because your voice cracks you knock everything over at the dinner table because your arms are longer than you remembered them being yesterday. And you buy a leather jacket. Because a leather jacket says a lot for a slight, baby-faced individual. Because the girls will really think that you're somebody tough. Marlon Brando. We look... For conversions is what we're always looking for, conversions. And the problem is not that conversions on our mind. Identity needs to be discovered. You need to be honest. We judge ourselves truly, it says, you should be not be judged. We're not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, it says in the scriptures. Then you got to have, you need to say, I, what I wish to become, is it respectable? When a guy says, Mom, Dad, I want to become a girl. You go, okay, um, are you out of your mind? It's the first thing they should say. Are you out of your freaking mind? You know why? 
because you might not be happy being a boy, but you can't become a girl. Not because we forbid it, but because you can't become a girl. Because, sure, they can want to become one, but there is no power in the cosmos that can make them one. But we're all facing it, an identity we're disappointed in. And then we, you need to look at who you are and who did, what, what is the, you might say, the sanctity of your desire. What do I want to become? We talk about conversion therapy, right? The, the non-Christians don't like, you, you hear the term conversion therapy? Conversion therapy is where you know, a lot of Christian ministries work with people, gays who don't want to be gay anymore. Okay? And the, and progressives do not like being, those people being converted. They know who they are, they know what they want to be, and they seek the conversion. Now, whether or not the systems or the programs are that good, it's another matter, but they're fine with people converting the other way. Now, What I want you to think about is think about your Christianity in the same category of mind. You discovered who you are, you discovered what you want, and you've tried to find the power to make you what you want. Now, that's what it takes. Romans 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. When you're thinking about where you were, what you want to be and how you got there. These things, you start reading through Galatians, you start reading through uh, any of these edifying passages. Uh, Ephesians is big on it. How much is in the Christ and in the beloved? We know what conversion therapy we went through. We know what line of conversion we needed to encounter. Verse 5, For if we have been united with him in a death like his we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the sinful body might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. That's what we know. I was thinking about it this morning as we, you know, the, the tub time contemplation of the subject. You know, you just want to, Somebody said, well, I identify as, well, okay, identify as who you like and see if you can convert to that. Good luck with that. I identify as a child of God. And as a child of God, I have real strong opinions about morality. You, you expect me to live by my identity? You're supposed to... Demand of me that I recognize you as a chick when you don't come across like one. I would have a real hard time wanting to put myself forward as a Christian if I didn't act like one, right? That would be a, you don't want to just have it be pretentious. 
We actually have an identity that we realized we needed to shift, and we found the path that shifted us actually. And we also know that in our world of finding that problem, the sinfulness of man, Christianity is the thing, holiness is what we wanted to shift to. We didn't appeal to the thing that would shift us successfully. We thought we'd go to church. We thought we'd read our Bibles. We thought we'd hang out from the Christians and learn how to talk their lingo. 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 Is that a new word? That combination of lingo and language. But we are trying to be converted. We are trying to transition and be convincing in the transition. The question is, Sylvia might not pass at the local hipster restaurant as actually a, do, actually a girl, but do you pass as a Christian? Because we're all, once we know ourselves, we want to unload it. Wouldn't it be cool, you know, if you were 14, 15 years old? Guys go, I don't know what girls go through. Who cares? Weight loss, maybe. Uh, guys go through their whole posture of who they are. And if you could just read a book about some hero, be it Conan or uh, Tarzan. There's always Anne at the end of their names. Um, and just by falling to your knees and asking the God of fiction to convert you, you got up from your knees a changed person. You were now Conan. Not, you got up from your knees and your fedora looked natural. And your beard actually grew on your face, not on your neck. I mean, where, where you actually went through a change. The power being offered to you to shift the identity that you are frustrated with. That's our Christianity is not merely talking about things in born-again terms. We're actually changing the nature of the people. We know that our old self was crucified with him. We know that. That's what actually happens. I mean, what if some these guys who struggle with their gender identities, their genders, I just woke up one morning and I was a girl. Really, honest, four kids. That's okay, pretty impressive. Because what would have to happen to get that kind of massive identity change? Well, the God of heaven and earth would have to do it to you. You're not going to do it. You're not going to go into some, you know, go into Ulta enough times that you can buy enough makeup. So, okay, the makeup doesn't work. I'll go in and get things fixed, actually fixed. A little pretend. Still not going to happen. But we as Christians have gone through something where our old self was crucified, that the sinful body might be destroyed, that we might no longer be enslaved to sin. The identity we did not like has been dealt with. For he who has died is freed from sin, but we have died with Christ. We believe that we should also live with him, for we know. Have you talked to people that really think they are whatever sort of twisted uh, distinction they just pronounced about themselves. 
for we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. You as a Christian must consider this transition, this conversion therapy, this whatever. You have been changed from what you were to what you are in Christ. You know what that is, and it's not a pretense. Do you really want to be? One, do you recognize who you are that you need to change? Do you recognize what God is calling you to? That what you, do you want the same thing he wants, to, wants for you? He's not just wanting you to be happy with yourself. You know, pick some heroic role you want to play and God is going to arrange the cosmos to play into it. No, he wants you to be like his son. And if you want that and you know you're not like that, this is the conversion. And when you have gone through it, it is no longer, well, I think I got it pretty well faked. I think I told you about a guy years ago, I don't know, 15 years ago, 13 years, who came to me. He's had a real hard time with coming to faith in Jesus Christ. He said, can I fake it? You know, just hang out with the Christians long enough to learn all the terminology until it's the only words I know and then I'll use them so exclusively that I won't remember that I don't believe. How do you like that? I said, no, thank you. That's just awful. He was honest. He was laying it out like he struggled with it because some people don't know. They, they know in the back of their mind they're just pretending to be Conan, a gentleman, a woman. Do you know if you're pretending to be a Christian? You must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal bodies, verse 12, to make you obey their passions. Do not yield your members as sin, to sin as instruments of wickedness, but yield yourselves to God as men who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you're not under law but under grace. These are, these are indicatives. You must consider yourself dead to sin. It's not a command. Or the must, you say, you must consider is the command. But the indicative is you are dead to sin. The indicative is sin has no dominion over you because you're not under law, you're under grace. That is the nature of things. You've heard of method acting? I think uh, Brando and Eastwood and all those guys were into method acting. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ledger, Heath Ledger. He was a little too method acty. People who got so into their role, they lived and breathed their role off screen, off stage. Bothersome, especially when they were villains. Um, and a little crazy. But it was how they got to convey across the screen 
real clarity about the role they were playing. They convinced themselves it was true. Now, apart from the fact that Heath Ledger wasn't the Joker, you are a Christian. You are dead to sin. Sin has no dominion over you. No excuses. This is the case. What then? Are we to sin because we're not under law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you yield yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? So a lot of this is how you are a, a, participa you're a participant in this. You figured out who you were. It was a disappointment. You may have been the hero of your high school, but it was still a disappointment because eventually even the heroes of high school find out they're not heroes of adulthood. And sometimes the complete nerds of high school are <laughs> the millionaires of adulthood. But all of us are flawed, and all of us, if we think about ourselves at all, know we need some help. Then it's a matter of choosing which direction I want to go. Do I just want to have enough money that I can do what I want and have a nihilistic philosophy that allows me to do what I want? Because that's going to be how I'm going to deal with this travesty I call me. Or do I pick something good? What do I yield myself to? To sin? But thanks be to God that you who are once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. This shift in identity, this conversion has real legs on it. Very few shifts in character. Ever pretend to be someone you were not at a party? Not a, a, actually a different character, but a different type of person where a lot of smiling and polite words and I want to seem like I'm really enjoyable. Wouldn't it be great if you really could, really were, Black Kenny and I were talking yesterday about why people drink. It makes them at least believe they're interesting. And he asked, can you become interesting, you know, those pre-funk drinks that you have before you go to the dinner party so that you're, you arrive loquacious? Yeah. Talkative. On your best wit, you think. He said, could you do that without drink? And I said, yeah, you just have to love people. I mean, there's that. What do you yield yourself to? What sort of lazy man's guide do you think, uh, I'll just wear a flannel shirt and that'll make me tough? Obedient from the heart. It's what you really chose. Who the heck are you? What do you want to become? What power are you going to get to become it? I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once yielded your members to impurity and to greater and greater iniquity, 
so now yield your members to righteousness for satisfaction. Sanctification, excuse me. Got some... And you can, you can share, you, next time you're talking with your transsexual friend, you can say, hey, you know, I'm going through an identity uh, shift myself. I'm transitioning. God is a helper on this one. God is doing the work. But I, I realized I was a sinner, and I didn't want to be. And by the power of the death of his son, he is converting my soul to a forgiven person. What are you going through today? What do you want? When we don't want to be pretenders, you've heard my line, those of you who've been around long enough, of um, one is not what one must pretend to be. Just remember that if you're pretending, you're not what you're pretending, because it takes pretense. Do you want to be a real, do you want to be a Christian? Realize the truths of the matter. Realize what the, what the therapy was fixing, fixing. Realize, did you wish to become holy or just look holy? When you wish to become holy, did you actually go to a place that would, an agent who would make you so? Because that's what I've got to answer. If I want to be holy, I've got to be able to be holy, and I've got to be forgiven for all my unholiness. So how do I do that? How do I, do I give my firstborn for the sin of my soul? Only God can make me holy and forgive me for my unholiness. From the heart, looking to be set free from sin. I have a couple of verses I had one out of Galatians, one out of John, <laughs> because they struck my mind as I was preparing um, the sermon how much the scriptures speak of this. Well, I used to call it when you raise a Southern Baptist, being born again, right? It's, it's almost a phrase that has lost the meaning born from above. We don't really. Who were we talking with last? Oh, uh, Joffrey, the giant, was over a couple nights ago, and, and his daughter is named Renata. Is that right? And, his, and you said it was like Renee, which means new birth or rebirth. We get renaissance from rebirth. That's what Christians are, the rebirth. But so much of our Christianity is based on it. I've, I've, I haven't read much on it, but I've heard some scuttlebutt out there in the theological world. Conservative Christians stepping away from conversion as a concept. You do know that most of the high church situations do not have conversion as a concept. It's slow change of being obedient and doing the right thing. Not converted not changed. Some people don't believe in conversion anymore because they don't believe in nature anymore. 
But I think the scriptures do, no matter where you read in the scriptures. But here, Galatians 2. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. There's a suggestion that identity has shifted in some way. And the life I now live by, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if justification were through the law, then Christ died to no purpose. There's a warning there about how you get to the thing you want to become. It also said, it was letting you know that you have become a thing. You were this. It's not even me anymore. It's not even identifiably me because Christ lives in me. St. Paul was no longer living for St. Paul's advancement. He was still St. Paul. But he wasn't living for St. Paul. He was living for Jesus Christ. Don't think you can get at this thing you want to become through the law. If justification were through the law, why did Christ die? He would just point, you know Moses, go do the right thing. You can't. John 10, John 1, verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You got the power to become. You've gone through the transition. I hope you're passing. I hope you've learned what it is that did the thing to you, that everyone who thinks that, what if you thought someone could just go into the hospital and have a coat hanger surgically implanted into your face so that you would always be smiling like a Christian? Right? That's all it takes, right? Good surgery. You could become a woman that easily. Might as well become a Christian that easily. Maybe $10,000 to implant, because it had to be surgical steel, you know, and, and something, you know, hygienic. And maybe not as big as a coat hanger, but just, you know, still a small coat hanger. Because you want to be always representing the joy of the Lord, right? Let's pretend to be that, the way they pretend to be other things. What's wrong with you? What do you want to have to happen to you? And who are you going to have do it to you? Is it powerful enough to do the thing you need to do? Or are you just going to live some sad, sad life where finally you'll wake up in your 50s and go, why am I alive? And kill yourself. He said, I have my glasses off so I can't see your expressions. <laughs> <laughs> You're just all these smudges of beige. I hope I didn't hurt anybody's feelings, you know, uh, Everybody find out what you're feeling right now. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's what happened. This is tragic. This is the world we're in. People are out there finding out the calamity that they are in themselves, finding, picking a bad thing to become that will solve it. I want to be famous. You ever see someone want to be famous so desperately but they're not even going to be let on American Idol. It's just a joke. A stage mom pushing her daughter 
no matter what. I mean, it's almost creepy entertainment to watch people go through this need to become. You've been, you picked this out. Those of you who have come to Jesus Christ have picked this out. We wanted to be like his son, Jesus Christ. We wanted to be holy, and he walked up and died for us and set us free from sin. He gave us the power to become children of God because it's really a power. It really takes, all these changes take a power. You can't just put on the fedora. It takes work. What are we yielding to? What do we want to become? Are we just better at conversion? Because we have God involved in this conversion. God involved in this transition. If we were pushing our transition and insisting that they see us as someone who has transitioned from a sinful man to a man of God, a woman of God, it might surprise them a little bit. They might be able to measure their own transition against yours and go, you know, you did a better job of becoming a Christian than I did of becoming a woman. Let's thank God. Dear Lord, we're grateful. For all that you've done for us and all that you've given us, we'd ask that now that you've given us your son, we would honor it by following him to the power that you have given him to convert the soul that we've died with your son, we've been raised with your son. Newness of life awaits us, Lord. Thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.